0: More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.
1: Today on More to Life, going to pieces. Feeling burned out? Not sure how to handle the pressure? We want to help you pull yourself together and find peace. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body uh, reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other
2: every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant.
1: Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today's show is titled Going to Pieces. You know, everyone's stressed out these days, right? And we all have you know, a problem or two that uh, <laughs> just tends to get on our nerves more than others, um, that is resistant to our best efforts to try to resolve it
2: that wears us down a little bit more than everything else so it kind of drains our ability to be effective in a lot of areas because that one thing just won't seem to dissipate go away or give us any ease
1: so if that particular person that you're struggling with or that particular problem that you're wrestling with is popping into your mind as you're hearing us talk about that that's what we want to talk with you about today at 8775737825 are you feeling frustrated by a particular problem in your life or relationships one that uh, just kind of keeps hanging in there no matter what maybe you feel a little stuck or unsure of your next steps maybe the things you've tried to do to address the problem either have not worked or made things worse mm-hmm. Whatever the situation is, we want to help you bounce back from the frustration you're feeling and find the answers you're looking for. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let us help you find those grace-filled answers to those persistent problems. Of course, if you are listening later on to the podcast, be sure to send us your questions via email. That address is questions at more2liferadio.com. That's with the number 2. Questions at more dot com. We do love hearing your voice and being able to ask you those follow-up questions right here. And So give us a call, and let's talk about those problems that are causing you to maybe fall to pieces a little bit. 877-573-7825. we going to help you pull yourself together, find the peace that you're looking for, and those grace-filled solutions you're seeking.
2: You know, it's it's rough enough when there are particular things that we're just in charge of dealing with that are frustrating us. You know, Just life circumstances, You know, stuff on your job, stuff with your health, stuff with whatever is really frustrating you. But when you add the component of other people and you've got that argument that you keep having with your spouse over and over and over and over again, when you have those situations where you've corrected your children, you've tried to teach them what to do for right and wrong, you've tried to create a plan and it's still happening, and you're not getting the success with their behavior that you want. They're giving you the eye roll or the attitude or you feel ignored. If it's somebody in your extended family or circle and you're thinking, aren't we all grown-ups? Can't we just get along? Can't we just handle this? But I've been dealing with this person's personality or behavior for ever so long, and it's frustrating me and wearing me out those are a little trickier because they involve other people as well. So whether you're frustrated with your own circumstance or those relationships and issues that are driving you crazy and wearing you down and you need some grace-filled answers to try to change things around and move things ahead, we are here for you today on More to Life. Give us a call today at 877-573-7825. That's 877 877- 573-7825.
1: Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And you're thinking, what's that? And why should I care? Well, <laughs> both great questions. Uh, St. John Paul, when he was Pope, gave a series of reflections uh, over the course of uh, about five years where he looked at how we can discover God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships by prayerfully reflecting on God's design and creation, especially His design of our bodies.
2: You know, persistent problems can feel like such a real cross. And we know that Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. But we often forget that carrying our cross doesn't mean learning to put up with our problems. It really means learning to face them with strength and virtue, and, where possible, to overcome them through God's grace. The theology of the body reminds us that focusing on what God created us and the world to be is more important than focusing on what we and the world are today. We tend to get frustrated when we have to deal with persistent problems. We all do. It's natural and, of course, completely understandable but when we look through the lens of the theology of the body we can see that God is always giving us the grace we need to bounce back in the face of trials and respond in ways that help us to make a positive difference as Christians we're called to do whatever we can to show the world that God's power is always working in us even in the middle of persistent problems and that he is giving us the ability to make a positive difference in every situation
1: well you know and that is true but but it's also true that some days that work can seem a little harder than Mm
2: -hmm. others and like we're waiting an awful long time for god to show up
1: well exactly but there are a few tips we can draw from the theology of the body to help us persevere even when we start to doubt ourselves or feel worn down by those problems that we face in our lives first as you mentioned, Lisa, we need to keep our eyes not on what's in front of us, but on how God wants to work through us to make that situation into what he wants it to be. Second, we need to remember that it isn't all up to us. We need to keep bringing that situation to God, not just once, but again and again and again until it's resolved. And specifically, you know, it's okay to ask God to deliver us from that situation, but you know, unless or until he does, we need to ask him to help us discern the next small step, Lord, how do you want us to respond to this challenge how How can we take that next step toward making this more of what you'd like it to be? Third, we need to lean into virtue, you know those spiritual strengths that God wants to give us. We need to prayerfully ask you know what are the virtues that would help me overcome this challenge or respond to this challenge in a way that would glorify God or help me be my best self, and the more we're able to do that we we are able to work through a process that St. Paul describes in Romans 8.28, that to those who love God, all things work for the good. You know, that doesn't just happen magically. It happens because we're actively cooperating with God's grace to see how we can make a positive difference in the circumstances we find ourselves in. You know, in the, in the pastoral counseling practice, it's a, it's a pretty common question that people will ask is, you know, why... Do we suffer why is Why is God letting this happen? Why doesn't God do something about it and I mean that, those come from really heartfelt and and genuine places I, I don't want to belittle that in any way, but no, i we've all gone through it but i i, I do you know the, that question kind of comes from a misunderstanding of of what Christianity teaches about problems and about suffering and and it is that 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 he, what God is doing about it is he is choosing us. To work with his grace, to make the thing right, you know it is our job to the world is a mess right and and it's our job to cooperate with god's grace to make it better and He works with us and through us and in us to do that work we're privileged to be called by him to do that work you know just as as God the Father this this past gospel this past Sunday said, you know this is my beloved son, listen to him, you know God chose his son to do a a really important work that only he can do. Most important, yeah. You know, um, and so God similarly chooses us to cooperate with that grace to set the world right, to, to work on healing those relationships, to work on solving those problems. And so bearing our cross doesn't just mean putting up with it and hoping that something will change. It means asking God to teach us how to change the thing that we're struggling with.
2: Well, and, and that is the ticket. If you're feeling like you're not equal to the task, that you've tried everything and it is not working, that you're not quite sure what God's asking you to do in the midst of a situation or problem, we're here to help you discern that today, figure it out, come up with a plan. So give us a call at 877 573 Seven eight two five.
1: That's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your questions right here on More to Life. In we the name of the, the Father, Father the, the
2: Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen.
1: Lord Jesus Christ, we come before you today and we bring to you those persistent problems that we face in our life, our relationships. those Those things that are causing us to feel frustrated or a little worn down those things that we try to resolve but we find that our efforts to make a difference aren't paying off or sometimes you are making things worse. We ask you, Lord, of course, to deliver us from those things if it is within your will. But in the meantime, we also ask you to help us to respond to those challenges in ways that will glorify you, that will help us be our best selves and will help us make a positive difference every day in even some tiny way. Help us to see what we can do to use our gifts and talents to to make a positive difference, to draw closer to the people around us, to grow in strength and virtue, so that even in the middle of those challenging life and relationship problems, we can glorify you and build your kingdom and be a witness of your grace and power in the world. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled Going to Pieces. What we're talking about are those problems that just sort of mm-hmm. eh, make us feel like, what am I doing? <laughs> just the
2: frustration. Yeah, the frustration just the that we feel. the frustration. Are you feeling frustrated? Well, let's talk about what you can do about it so you can feel better and full of God's grace today. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877 877- 573-7825 or if you're listening to the podcast at another time, send us your questions at questions at more2, that's the number 2, more2liferadio.com and we have a listener who did just that, who would like to remain anonymous, she says, hi Greg and Lisa thanks for all you do I need some advice on navigating conflicts with my husband we are both faithful Catholics and we spend lots of quality time together We don't fight often, about once a month, but when we do, we often struggle significantly with communication breakdowns and differing differing arguing styles. My husband often feels like conflict is resolved much quicker than I do. For example, the other day we had a conflict about him not coming to dinner as quickly as I wanted him to after taking a nap. We have two kids who are one and four who were hungry, and I wanted his help feeding them dinner. He thinks if he says, I'll try harder next time, that should be good enough for me. But I wanted to suggest a more concrete solution, such as setting a five-minute timer when he wakes up from his nap. He thinks it's disrespectful for me to not just trust him to try harder, and got very upset with me for being disrespectful. I wanted to understand how I could avoid, I want to understand how I could avoid being disrespectful next time, but never felt like I got an answer. I will often try to bring things up multiple times within a day, or a couple of days after an argument, because I want to figure out a plan for how we can do better next time. He often gets frustrated and says he's done talking about it, and he thought it was resolved. And I'm just beating a dead horse. He doesn't flat out refuse to talk about it. He just gets very flustered and angry with me while we're talking. I feel very hurt that he doesn't want to commit to working through things with me. I've tried to suggest he can ask me for breaks, even multi-day breaks but that we talk about it later. But he says that it's too hard for him because he thinks I'll just sulk during the break. He says I'm battering him down, but I don't know how to just feel okay about it. I don't think the thing we're arguing about is a world-ending thing. But it does make me feel very alone and sad that he will get upset with me for talking about stuff that feels unresolved to me. How do, I, how do you advise I navigate the situation when he's done talking and I'm not? And that is an anonymous listener.
1: All right. Thank you for the question. Um... So I guess you know one thing that I wish I could ask you is is you know I, when you say that you only argue about once a month are, are you mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I'm wondering does that mean that you handle disagreements or problems better the rest of the month or is it just that these sorts of things only come up infrequently I I, I don't know that so I'm I'm going to assume okay that um that this is sort of something that you do handle problems generally better uh, that 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 you know this is sort of a less common thing you know but but it's it's obviously upsetting um, so a couple of thoughts um, you are you are correct in general that the best way to handle a problem is to talk about the way to handle it next time you know um, the piece where I think things are breaking down and I'm reading this I'm reading between the lines so I apologize if I miss, if I'm misunderstanding but. Um, my sense is that what he's reacting to is that you're not saying how the two of you could handle the problem better next time. You're trying to talk to him about what he needs to do alone to not mess up again, right? And that's always going to provoke a defensive response. You know, so for instance, if you were to say to him, you know, hey, you know, I'd like to talk through what we could do to handle this better. You know, do you have any thoughts? My thought is, I, you know, if you're not come and I, I could just come up and, and wake you up 15 minutes earlier, or like, how, how soon would I need to give you a nudge to make sure that you could come down for dinner on time, you know? Because it is hard to get up from a nap. It's hard for everybody, right? Yeah,
2: it's gruesome. And then right. you don't, you just don't realize in that, you know, kind of like exhaustedness of it, like, yeah, waiting five more minutes for, it's really hard for a one and a four-year-old who are really hungry.
1: But, but you can be part of the solution in that case. Now, I don't mean to suggest that it should be all up to you all the time, all right? But, but, but at the same time, you know, when we have a need, you know, it, it is up to us to identify things that we could do to affect the change. Otherwise, we just end up feeling powerless. And the more powerless I feel, the more I make it. You know, the more I kind of hassle the other person to change the way I need them to change, and then the more they get defensive in the process. You know, if if it was, let's let's come up with ideas for how we could work together to make this work better next time. And part of that conversation was, you know, what would you mind if I just came up? I don't know, 20 minutes before dinner and gave you a nudge, you know, uh, as part of that thing, right? So so I, I would I would suggest making that conversation more collaborative instead of, well, when are you going to tell me what you're going to do differently to make this work?
2: I, I would also suggest that because you're saying these are not earth-shattering conversations that you're having, you know, take that pause and realize that not everything has to have a plan. I mean, if, if you're talking about your bills, when you're picking up your children, you're intimate life. These things, they need a plan. But something like getting your husband down to dinner on time could just require you to say, okay, he's going up for a nap. Dinner is going to be ready at X time. And then you say to him, hey, honey, I need you to set your your alarm for, let's say dinner's ready at five. I need you to set your alarm for 440 or 445 and I need you down here helping with with dinner at 5 o'clock so that you have a chance to wake up. Have a great nap. I love you. And then if you don't hear that alarm go off by that time, you go up and you give them a nudge and say, "Oh, I really need you downstairs by this time. The kids are really starving." Love you. See you in a couple minutes. And, if he, and not make a huge deal out of making a plan for something that can be handled on a case by case basis. Well, and
1: even in this instance, obviously we're big proponents of family meals, right? But if if the kids are really that upset, you know, it does. It's not going to. It's not going to ruin the world if once you sit down and start getting them their dinner, right? yeah. So, I mean, there are lots of ways to to get around this other than by becoming so upset that this becomes a multi-day problem.
2: I am going to say one thing, girl to girl here. The fact that you're saying you only have these problems around once a month, track that. See if that's when you're particularly hormonal, so things are particularly getting on your nerves. If that is the case, just that knowledge can help you pause and say, if this is still a big deal for me a week from now, then I'll address it. But since I'm particularly edgy at this particular moment, I'm just going to offer this up. So just just track that because you're the one who mentioned the once a month. It may or may not be at a time when you're particularly frustrated. I am not touching things. that
1: suggestion with a 20-foot pole. That's ball. what I said.
3: Girl <laughs> to girl here. Just suggesting
2: knowledge is power.
1: Okay, with that, we are taking a break. but <laughs> When we come back, we are taking more of your calls about those persistent problems that you're dealing with in your life or relationships. Are you handling something where you feel a little stuck? Maybe unsure of your next steps in that argument, that disagreement, that challenge that you're dealing with. Have things you've tried to do to address the problem either not worked or have made things worse. I hate when that happens. We want to help you bounce back from the frustration you're feeling and help you find the answers you're looking for. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. In addition to taking your calls, we'll be joined by Father Thomas Loya of the Tabor Life Institute. He'll be sharing some insights from the theology of the body on how to persist in the face of those ongoing problems problems and pressures. Stick around. More to Life will continue with you and your questions after the break.
0: Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria mutual funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com.
3: Welcome to Advanced Dentistry Center family. This is Dr. Metti and our team strives to treat you like family in a loving and compassionate way as we focus on serving you in a Christ-like manner. We do this by emphasizing prevention and general well-being for a lifetime. Our private practice is small, personal, state-of-the-art, and innovative, with the goal to educate and motivate our patients in improving their oral health. It is through a partnership with you that you will achieve the goals for your smile. Advanced Dentistry is serious about the level of care we provide with attention to details and an exceptional level of care, skill, and judgment. We are thrilled for the
0: opportunity to serve you. Dr. Matthew and the team invite you to visit them at advanceddentistrycenter.com or call them at 248-594-9592. That's 248-594-9592. AdvancedDentistryCenter.com.
4: Greetings, brothers in Christ. I'm Bishop Earl Boyer, inviting you to the Accept the Challenge Catholic Men's Conference on March 16th at the Girvan Game Above Center in Ypsilanti. We've lined up incredible, nationally renowned speakers, Justin Fatika, Doug Barry, and our very own Father Joe Krupp. There will also be Mass, Confessions, and a wide variety of Catholic ministries to help you grow as a man of God. Visit acceptthechallenge.org to register today.
2: Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And today we're talking about those persistent problems in our life or relationships that just kind of have us go into pieces. If you're not sure how to respond to those challenges, give us a call at 877 573 Seven eight two five will help you find grace-filled solutions. Joining us right now, Father Thomas Loya of the Tabor Life Institute. He is a counselor, uh, a pastor, of course, and an expert on the theology of the body. Hey, Father Loya, welcome to More to Life.
4: Thank you. Very, 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 very glad to be here. Especially uh, this theme, the cross, during Lent. You know, Mm -hmm. wonderful theme.
1: Well, you were sharing with us over the break that you wanted to start by... uh, telling our listeners about a, a quote from St. John Paul who was, who was responding to the question, why isn't God doing something about this? <laughs> Whatever this yeah. might be.
4: Yeah, people are asking, why isn't God doing something about this? Why is he let these bad things happen? And John Paul II answered in a very simple, kind of a duh way, but a very profound way. He said, <laughs> well, what else... What else do you want Christ to do? He died for you. He had blood. He raised us to heaven. What else do you want him to do? It's actually, you know, you think about it, it's kind of like, yeah, simple, but sort of, duh, yeah. But what our job then is to do as your theme is to take up that cross now. We've seen it. He's given us that mystery. it's for us to take it up, not for him to just rain down magic on us and take away our problems. So what is that cross? The miracle of the cross is it is that life is lived in a mystery of, of a both-and. That the worst thing, what seems to be so wrong and bad and unpleasant, is at the same time the best thing or a redemptive thing. This is the miracle of the cross. While Christ was on that cross suffering, which seemed to, like to be defeat by his own closest people, they ran away, the apostles, this was defeat. That was his greatest yeah. victory his arms were stretched out, not in surrender, but in embrace, in, in witness. Look at me. Look at this. This is the way I love you. So the, the, what happens is in our suffering, even the worst thing, thanks to Christ on the cross, he took on the worst thing. So even our worst problems can become actually the process of redemption if we see it that way and with faith. And it's not just, as you said, it's not just, carrying a the cross doesn't mean enduring something unpleasant. It means Embracing it, and actually embracing that thing that is unpleasant, and working it through, and walking with it, uh, in light of this idea of the cross. You know, this Sunday, ironically or providentially, and my church, many Eastern churches, we're gonna, we, it's the Sunday of the veneration of the cross. We actually have a whole ceremony of reverence to the cross, and what we say, we say, we bow to your cross. And we praise your holy resurrection, in other words, we bring in that both and here 's the cross, but it 's not just suffering and and pain it 's victory, it is redemption, and that 's how these problems are that we we face they sometimes are. You know, oftentimes, like in communication with couples, you know, they they have this terrible blow-up or whatever. Well, sometimes we call that, you know, in counseling, a peak moment of communication. In other words, that was maybe a threshold that this thing had to come to and break open so it can now be worked with. So as unpleasant as it was, I just had this experience recently with a couple terrible experience what they thought was terrible ended up being the pivotal moment of healing in their in their relationship and I told them right at the beginning I smelled it right away I smelled the cross I encouraged them and sure enough it worked that way they got back together they're working it out but it, it unfortunately fortunately or unfortunately it had to come to that moment of the cross pain and suffering but redemption at the same time that's how we oh, have Oh yeah thank ourselves. you so
1: much Thank you so much for those inspiring words. We're going to unpack that for the rest of the show with our listeners. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Let's talk about those challenges you're facing and how to apply those principles Father Lawyer was just talking about. 877-573-7825. Back in a minute. In Michigan,
0: you are never more than six miles away from a body of water. Shouldn't your kids know how to swim? Big Blue Swim School will give your children the skills they need to keep them safe in the water. Locally owned, Big Blue Swim School is on West Eisenhower Parkway in Ann Arbor, just down from Whole Foods. Stop in or visit BigBlueSwimSchool.com. Register by March 17th to get 60% off your first four lessons when you mention Ave Maria Radio.
3: Hi, I'm Al Cresta. The question of gender identity is divisive, controversial, and often painful. How should parents respond to sons and daughters desiring to change their gender? Will the Church remain free to teach that we are created male and female? What do the sciences say? We'll find out on March 2nd, when Father Gabriel Richard High and Ave Maria Radio host our annual Familiaris Consortio Conference, Responding to Gender Dysphoria in Truth and Charity. Attorney John Birch takes on gender ideology, Professor of Endocrinology Dr. Paul Hrus covers the sciences. Father Sean Kilcawley speaks as a pastor, and you will bring plenty of questions for our panel. Be there Saturday morning, March 2nd, from 8:15 until noon at Father Gable Richard High in Ann Arbor. The event is free, includes a light breakfast, so register at AveMariaRadio.net or FGRHS.org.
5: My dad, sharp as a tack, but getting him out for a dentist trip got harder every year. When he moved to the senior residence where he lives now, Dr. Mansoor's portable dental service was a godsend. Dr. Mansoor comes to wherever the homebound patient may be, whether in a nursing facility or the comfort of home. All the services you'd expect in a dentist's office brought straight to the patient's door. Call 586-873-5567. That's 586-873-5567 or PortableDentalServices.com.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Did you know that up to 20% of Americans suffer from serious levels of anxiety? We all feel anxious from time to time, but when anxiety starts harming our health, relationships, or everyday activities, it's probably time to seek some advice. The good news is that anxiety wasn't part of God's blueprint for the human person. It's just one of many symptoms of a world broken by sin. And just as God wants to liberate each of us from sin and death, He wants to free each of us from unhealthy worry and anxiety, too. St. Francis de Sales, for example, battled anxiety as a young man. Later in life, he wrote that, quote, anxiety is the greatest evil that can befall a soul except sin, unquote. But with God's help, he overcame his anxiety and went on to become one of the church's greatest spiritual teachers. Even though anxiety disorders have complex physical, psychological, and spiritual causes, God literally created us with the capacity to live in his peace, not just in the next life, but right now. To learn more about God's promise of peace, check out my book, Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety. And if you'd like more grace-filled assistance in your battle against fear, worry, or anxiety, visit CatholicCounselors.com.
2: So glad to be with you today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And today on More to Life, the show is titled Go Into Pieces. You know, we all have certain problems that when we have to face them or go through them, they kind of rattle us, right? They shake us up. And sometimes we're not sure what to do about those things. Sometimes the things we've tried to do about those things just either didn't work or made it worse. That stinks. So if you are looking for new grace-filled ways to respond to the challenges in your life or relationships, let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. If you're listening later to the More to Life podcast, you can still shoot us your questions via email. That address? Questions at more to
2: Let's talk now with Julie, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Michigan on Ave Maria Radio. Hi
1: there, Julie. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on?
6: Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, You you know, talking about crosses and suffering, I've had my share of, um, of those. And in my life, I've always had like a generalized anxiety. But when big crosses come when someone's very ill or when someone has passed or just whatever it is i fall apart i mean like i fall apart interiorly i i I feel immobilized i feel sick and i am i'm no help to anyone and i hate that that happens to me and i i don't know how to stop
1: okay and has there is are you going through something now or is this more just a sort of a general question
6: um i am uh you know there's sickness in the family and it just you know i just i pray i pray fervently but the feeling that i have it actually makes me physically sick and i feel like I, I almost I feel frozen. I feel like I'm no help to anyone and I and I hate that I I get like that.
1: But I Sure, I, no, I get that. I
6: don't know how so, to
1: You might not know the answer to this question, but but you know, think about it for a second. Um, when you experience you say this 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 sickness, uh, this challenge, what thoughts start going through your head about it what does it mean to you that that somebody is experiencing that suffering or that you're feeling that 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 you know that that anxiety or like what's going through your head about the thing
6: well worry <laughs> intense worry uh, if it's a sickness
1: um worry you know, but like I what just, specifically I, what's the what's the thought that goes through your head about it you know, of course that that's the feeling worry know. is the feeling yeah
6: is, is this going to lead to death you know of my loved one or myself or or if they have passed I, i'm not really sure but well, obviously i i'm not worried about death anymore but um but it i just i there these events have happened and i i just uh i, I don't even know how feeling... to describe it other than i feel frozen
1: okay follow up question here um so the, this this sort of feeling that that you know what what if they died or what if the worst happened right um behind that let's let's just play that out for a second what if that happened what would that mean to you Would it mean that that they that you were abandoned that you were alone what what, what would it mean
6: you know i don't think i've really thought that out that far I, sometimes it's even like in-laws so it wouldn't affect me so directly but it's happened and i just i okay. remember you know just almost I, I i you know i remember having this, this just Horrible, horrible thinking feeling. I couldn't mm-hmm.
1: help them. Okay, so let me offer some suggestions on this, and, and there's something I'd like you to explore a little bit more with this, since you said that you haven't really thought about that on that level. Um, the kinds of the kinds of fear that you're describing um, are almost always rooted in some experience that we had. Uh, it might not be the exact experience that you're going through right now. Like, you, For example, you said, you know, the in, my, my in-laws are, are feeling this, are experiencing this sickness. You know, and, and, you know, superficially, there might not be a reason that you should be that panicked about losing your in-laws. I mean, you, you certainly would be sad if they died, but, but you wouldn't feel that sense of, you know, the same sense if, if your husband passed away, for example, or uh, somebody else who was very close to you. Um, but what those experiences do is they trigger past memories of times when when we have experienced that sense of abandonment or loss and it was catastrophic for us.
2: And we might not even realize that it's a memory. It becomes a physically present reaction. So I, I went through something very similar to what you're talking about for many, many years because I very traumatically lost my dad when I was five years old. And when I would get that sense of oh my gosh, something like this could make me feel that way again, I would have very physical reactions to it. And it was only by being able to begin to say and doing the work through prayer on myself to begin to say, wait a minute, this is a physical reaction to my fear. It is not an illness. It is not something that I have to take to my bed about. This is something that I can say, all right, I'm feeling this, but I can work through steps with God for this, rather than just letting me be paralyzed by it. And we often think, because we don't have the cognitive memory of, this is why I'm scared, this is why my body's shutting down, that it's not linked to something before. But the good news is, if we've made it through things before, we can tap into the the knowledge that, okay, if I've made it through this before with God's grace and certain things that I've done, I can put those things into practice again and get myself past this more quickly this
1: time. So the first thing I'd like you to do, Julie, is really in prayer and say, you know, Lord, help me to sit with this feeling and to... And, and and please show me what this is reminding me of, and don't judge it, okay? Because what 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 our clients will often do is they'll just sort of say, well, it couldn't be that it could because mm-hmm. this is just go with wherever your mind, wherever the Holy Spirit leads your mind, you know, go with that, right? And 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 say, you know, and then bring that to the Lord. Help me to heal that part of me that's being triggered when these these negative experiences happen, because that's most likely what's happening there. Now I want to I want to share a couple of other. More, they're a little super, not superficial in the sense of, of um, you know, silly or anything, but, but but superficial in the sense of it's not this. This is going to help you kind of cope with the surface issue as opposed to the deeper wound that I think really does need to be healed. But but one thing that you could be doing um, is writing down every day, uh, not just a, a gratitude journal so much, but a, 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 a reflection on times when you thought that your world was going to end. And how did it turn out? You, brought it to, you were terrified. You brought it to God. How did he deliver you?
2: Now, that doesn't mean there was sunshine and roses. That doesn't mean you didn't feel excruciating pain going through a particular loss or a particular trauma. But it was there. It happened. And what did God do to bring you out of it? How did you not only survive it, but become the woman you are today because of it?
1: Because we, when we go through bad things, we often get as far as, that was horrible. And then I don't want to think about that I anymore. I don't want to ever
2: think about it again.
1: But what that does is it prevents us from really attending to the end of the story, where God delivers us, he saves us, he helps us grow, he helps us become stronger in some way. And I'd really like you to spend some time reflecting on that, even even in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament, and bring a journal with
2: you. Yeah, bring your journal. And, and
1: write those things out. Okay, there was this time that I did that dumb thing, and I was sure that my, you know, my life was over. I, or that time that that bad thing happened, and I was sure that everything was done for.
2: And doing this in front of the Blessed Sacrament, if possible, will help help you have that sense of grace and presence where god is there you're in the moment you're not going to get lost back in that memory or that fear because you're in the presence of god and you're going to ask the holy spirit to give you his viewpoint on how you came out of this better
1: so uh, those are two things i i I want you to do both of them all right i I think that the real root of this is the first thing that i was talking about that that these these present Difficulties are triggering um, some older abandonment feelings or older trauma feelings mm-hmm. uh, and and you really want to kind of look at that. Um, but in the meantime, this journaling that I'm talking about, where you're really reminding yourself, of how god has delivered you when you felt this way many times before will also be very helpful i'm going to encourage you as a way of following up on this to check out my book unworried a life without anxiety which offers both psychological and spiritual and emotional and physical tips for handling anxiety more effectively and being able to to calm yourself so that you can be effective in the face of these kinds of challenges and not fall apart Um, If you feel like you need more personalized support through this and looking for some faithful ways to respond to these challenges, I just encourage you to reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com where we can walk you through that process of of healing those older wounds through God's grace and really identifying ways that you can face these challenges and still be a gift to others.
2: And I'm just feeling the sense, so I'm going to add this on here because I've been sitting here praying about it. When you start to feel like you're shutting down, all right, I I want you to spend some time praying, again, with a journal in front of you, and saying, if I wasn't shutting down right now, if I wasn't locked in by this fear, what would be one, two, three things that would be effective that I would be doing instead? Would I be calling that person to see how they're doing? Would I be making a meal for the family? Would I be whatever those things are that a whole, healed, powerful Julie would do if she wasn't feeling all of this inside of her body. And then make yourself do one of them. Make yourself do one of them, or half of one, something that will say, okay, wait a minute, even though I'm feeling these feelings, I can still choose to do something effective and just let the feelings exist while I choose to do that thing. And that will prove to you that you can do it. And then you can try... The next thing, once you felt successful. But you're going to build up through baby steps that feeling of, I can feel this awful, and I can still choose to make my body do something effective. And that's fighting back from Satan lying to you, that you're just completely ineffective and powerless.
1: All right, Julie. Those suggestions, and again, we talk about all of that and more in Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety. It's available at CatholicCounselors.com. And while you're there, learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice, which will really give you the opportunity to work one-on-one with somebody to help you find faithful answers to these challenges that you're experiencing. You have a beautiful heart, though, and thank you so much for the call. If there's more that we can do for you, I do hope that you'll Reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com. With that, it's time for our break. So as we head out, it's uh, time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Galatians chapter 6, verse 9.
2: And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up.
1: Yeah, St. Paul is reminding us that you know, even when we feel like giving up or shutting, uh, you know, shutting down or shorting out, that if we can focus on what's one small good thing I can do, either for yeah. that person, even for myself, what's one small difference, positive difference I can make on this, that is where we're going to find the grace of the Holy Spirit that will carry us through that challenge.
2: And this is St. Paul here. He knows from once he spoke, right? He, this is I, I'm I'm in a prison. What's one small? I can't I can't just get myself out of. I can't what, I can sing. I can praise God out loud, so even the guards are hearing me. He looked for those small ways to connect with God's grace, and he went through a lot of tumult in his life, and yet he made it through, and he's telling everyone here, if we don't give up, in due season we will reap. And he's really giving us a very empathetic point of view of, I know you want to. I've wanted to too but we can't give up.
1: 8775737825 again that's 8775737825 you know every day on more to life we unpack the theology of the body, and help you find practical answers to the challenges you're facing through the wisdom. But EWTN is a source of a lot of great information, including our online learning series, Women Made New, where you can discover the beauty, truth, and goodness of the church. With the EWTN online learning series, you can delve into the riches of the faith and grow closer to the Lord. In Women Made New, you'll be inspired by the stories of Crystalina Evert, Joy Pinto, Teresa Tomio, Cameron Fradd, and others as you hear how God helped them overcome trials most importantly you'll understand that he'll help you too so enroll today in our courses at learningseries.ewtn.com that's learningseries.ewtn.com
2: those are free videos and
1: learning guides all right with that we've got to go to break when we come back taking more of your calls about those times where you're feeling like you're going to pieces because of those challenges you're facing in your life or relationships we'll help you find those grace-filled answers on the other side of the break stick around Today's programming on 990 WGEO is brought to you in part by a gift from our day sponsor. The annual Rose Mass for Catholic healthcare workers celebrated by Bishop Boyer will be at 4.30 p.m. Saturday, March 9th at St. Thomas in Ann Arbor, followed by a reception in the parish hall. Karen Bussey, director of the Mother Teresa House, will speak on redemptive suffering. Suggested free will donation is $20. RSVP at cma.lansing@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's cmalansing at gmail.com.
3: If you have sustained conversation with non-Catholic Christians, one of the things that always comes up is why do you confess to a priest? Why would you go to a priest when you can go straight to God? I would say, I would say, well, look, I went to Jesus. I looked at His Word, and it told me to go to a priest. (laughs) It is interesting. One of the first things you notice right towards the end of the Gospel of John that Jesus Himself determined to forgive and retain sins through human intermediaries. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And Jesus commissioned his apostles on earth to speak in his name to forgive sins or retain sins, not just metaphorically, but metaphysically. Cresta in the afternoon. Weekdays from 4 to 6 on Ave Maria Radio and AveMariaRadio.net
0: underwritten in part by the following nonprofit.
3: Do you feel as though life is flying past you? Are you desperate for a way to find moments of peace and quiet? Lord, teach me to pray. The free Ignatian prayer series will open your heart to His voice, to the peace you are seeking and the only love that fulfills
1: the human heart, Jesus. God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord, teach me to pray is free. Go to lordteachmetopray.com, click on the red box, order the Lord, teach me to pray series now. Go to lordteachmetopray.com.
2: Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body?
1: Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. So
2: glad to be with you today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak.
1: I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled Going to Pieces as we talk about. Being rattled by those particular problems in our life or relationships, let's talk through Faith-Filled Answers, 877-573-7825.
2: We're talking now to Raina, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Canton, Ohio,
1: on Living Bread Radio. Hi, Raina. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you?
5: Hi, thank you so much for taking my call.
1: You bet. Um, What's up?
5: I (laughs) I am calling because... Uh, I've been with my boyfriend for over two years now, and there are just some things in our relationship that have me wondering if, like, you know, he's meant for me and if and if this is God's plan for us. Um, and those things are just that, like, for him and his faith, like, he experiences his faith through, like, the Latin Mass and very much like an intellectual conversion that he had. He knows so much about Catholicism um and then i i grew up catholic i i grew up going to the Novus Ordo mass it's it's just it's not quite the same so then Mm -hmm. when we try to like pray together it's like we say grace before meals and he's like oh like i don't like that prayer it just doesn't make like grammatical sense or like um like we'll pray before going to bed and i'll ask him if he has any petitions Mm -hmm. and he Never has anything that he can come up with, um, and just things like that where I just I worry that it's a problem that like we're not um, really like being together in our faith. And then mm-hmm. um, another thing that concerns me is that um, like I mean I'm someone I have um, like moderate anxiety. I see a therapist, and just seeing him and and some things that like how he. Um, was raised and and into his childhood, I just feel like he could benefit from seeing someone to help him with his struggles Mm -hmm. with communication and and shutting down when things get tough. Um, But I mean, he just says like, Oh, I don't believe in psychology. Like I I think being a therapist Mm -hmm. is just having a liberal talk at you until you agree with them. And I'm like, I I don't think that. And so and so I just, yeah, those, those are some concerns that I have. And I'm just trying to Figure out if this is if this is God's plan for us because I really do love him and he is he is really wonderful to me, um, but there are just those okay. those things that I, I worry about. I, I
2: I have a couple of other little like exclamation points popping up in my head here, Reina. Can you answer a few things that don't have to do directly with what you're asking about your faith sharing? First of all, how old are the two of you, and are you you actively wanting to get married to this young man?
5: Um. Yes. So. Uh, uh, he is 24, I am 23, and, mm-hmm. um, we have talked about getting married. Um, I just think, um, I think, well, last semester, it just, our relationship took, it was just really tough for both of us. So I, I think, um, at that point, I was like, okay, we need to stop thinking so much about the future and just focus on, on dating, and because that is the state mm-hmm. in our life that we're in right now. Um, okay, so, so you're yeah, still both in college. Uh, yes, um, I'm in grad okay, school, and okay. he's hopefully graduating with his undergrad um, this mm-hmm. spring. Okay, that makes
2: that, that that makes it a little bit better that this has gone on for two years without you know him saying hey let's you know let's get married. Uh, you you did say one thing, and I, I think I know where you're going with this, but you were saying that you were praying before you went to sleep. I'm assuming that's over text, or are you two living together?
5: Uh, oh no, we would never live together unless we were married. Okay,
1: okay,
2: good. Um, just want to make sure that you know what right order this was on. It's all. just harder.
1: It's just harder to make the make those decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, those healthy decisions when in that situation. So we just want to make sure what was going on there. So let me. You know, we only got a couple of minutes. Let me just hop in. Um, w- w- so. It sounds like you know the answer to your own question here. Yeah,
2: you're just know? afraid to give yourself permission.
1: And, and I get that. So, so But, I, but I, first thing I want you to, and I don't have time to ask because we've only got a couple minutes and they'll play us out. So, I, I, you know, one of the things we always tell dating couples uh, from is that they need to be praying about the relationship from the very first date. Uh, Lisa and I did that. I just, you know, share personally. You know, from the very far, our very first date, I was, you know, Lord, we, we just give you our friendship. We just ask you to help uh, make make this relationship what you want it to be. And every time we went out, you know, we, we, we prayed again about the relationship. Just, Lord, lead us and guide us and help us, you know, to be the friends that you want us to be to each other, or the, the partners, the boyfriend and girlfriend, whatever. Whatever you have in store for this relationship, help us to be open to that. Um, through that prayer, we were able to discern, while we were still in college, two months later, that, that God, did, in fact, did want us to be engaged. And, mm-hmm. and uh, we've been married now 35 years. So it, it's, you know, putting God at the center of that and really praying about the relationship is, is so critically important.
2: And and together. being able to pray in your own words. So if this is a gentleman who keeps hiding behind just saying formal prayers, and he won't pray with you about the ins and outs of discerning your relationship, that's another sign. Yeah,
1: because, you know, formal prayer is how we listen to God. I mean, the, the rosary, for example, it's a meditative prayer. And when we meditate, we try to hear what God's saying. But we can't hear what God's really saying to us if we haven't brought our heart to him in the first place. So, that's, so we're not knocking formal prayer. Formal prayer is an important part of prayer. Um, but it's how we listen and how we learn what God's saying. But we can't learn what God's saying if we haven't actually brought our heart to him in the first place. And it sounds to me like your boyfriend really struggles in doing that. Um, you know, you, you asked our screener, you know, is, is this... A good enough reason the 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 spiritual problems the the different places that you're at spiritually is that a good enough reason to break off the relationship um Yes. I think, you know. again, for, first of all, I'd love for you to be praying about this and so make sure that you're praying together about it uh, in the way that we were suggesting. If he's not able to do that, or if as you're praying about it, you're feeling that tug from the Holy Spirit pulling you in another direction, it's okay to say, you know, he's a great guy, he's wonderful in a lot of ways, but he just can't give you the support that you need to grow spiritually where you're at.
2: Right. It's very possible for two people to be very faithful Individually, but still not be evenly yoked in the way that they relate to God. And it's fine to have two different styles as long as you're willing to teach each other and learn from each other. If he's not willing to integrate that, if he's putting up walls... That is not the okay.
1: Big red flag, though, that does come up for me, not just spiritually, but, but relationally. Um, a successful All the research really shows that a successful relationship is built on the couple, both the, hu- the husband and the wife, the boyfriend and the girlfriend, being willing to accept influence from each other. In other words, you know, to, to not be so wedded to my own way of doing things that I can learn from the other person, even if they're asking me to do some things that may be a little uncomfortable or a little unusual, you know, assuming we're not asking for things that are immoral or personally demeaning in some way. But I have to love you more than I love my comfort zone, and I'm concerned that it doesn't sound like he does. He's very in love with his comfort zone. Uh, He's very in love with what he likes and the way he thinks to the point where he's not open to even learning from or sharing in the things that are important to you. That's a huge red flag for me. And I would really reflect on that over the whole relationship, not just your, your prayer life. Is he so rigidly? A dwelling inside his comfort zone, that he can't love you more than it. If so, that, that would definitely be uh, a sign that the, time that the relationship has kind of run its course. Raina, thank you so much for the question. I hope that these suggestions will give you a way to discern the next steps. If there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com. Uh, to, for for help uh, for faithful help with both the, the anxiety and this relationship question but by all means please do stick with the pro, pro folks you're working with right now I don't want to undermine that at all but thank you for the call and if uh, there is more we can do to support you don't hesitate to reach out to us here or CatholicCounselors.com that goes for you listeners as well if you are looking for faithful ways to respond to the challenges in your life or relationships CatholicCounselors.com learn more about the pastoral telecounseling practice where you can work with a faithful professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage family or personal life catholiccounselors.com and get out there and celebrate the life god has for you because with his grace there is so much more to life have a blessed day you've been listening to more
2: to life with dr greg and lisa Popcheck. more to life is a co-production of ave maria radio and ewtn radio and is carried across the ewtn global catholic radio network Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.